Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Natalie Alicia Gold at Goldberg LLP. Natalie, uh, you're a lawyer or you're working with lawyer things, right? Tell us what your business does. You know, I love that I am a trust in the state's lawyer. So I am helping people define and give a legacy of love. Uh, I think it's the best gift you can give to another human being. And the fact is you're, you're so funny about lawyer things. I get to not work with other lawyers in my area of law. It's the best area. Don't tell anybody though, because (laughs) right. Yeah. And you got to touch on a lot of things, right? Relationships and, um, you know, leaving your stuff behind. And I know um, your website said coast to coast. So like all those different state laws and everything you're, you're helping people with. never ending. I literally, I'm about to hop on the podcast. Someone's like, oh, I need a New Jersey attorney for this transaction that we're doing together. And I'm like, actually, I am one New York, New Jersey, California, Colorado, literally coast to coast. I promised myself I would not take another bar exam after I originally took it in 2013 to become, mm-hmm. ba- you know, I was a new baby lawyer, 24 years old, 23 when I took the bar. And uh, then I met my husband in LA. And I guess <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I'm getting really round and pregnant. So I might as well take the bar here too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So it's, it's been a great ride. And now, you know, I'm in, I'm in Colorado and I'm licensed here as well. So it's really beautiful being able to see also the transition of wealth started. Like a lot of people were on the coast. The pandemic has now allowed people to work from anywhere. So fleeing. Right. Yeah. They're fleeing those coasts, those busy, busy places, uh, those populated, heavily populated places. So heavily taxed, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You might end up having to take another bar exam. Some of your clients might move to a state you're not licensed in yet. <laughs> well, if they move to anywhere that I'm not licensed in, and if I can't wave in on reciprocity, then I'm going to hire people. And hire, yeah. <laughs> hire out, right? That networking piece really helps. Absolutely. So how did you get started, Natalie? You know, Starlet, my story starts at 15 years old is where I always started. So I was a normal, regular 15-year-old. I mean, always very good in school, always very motivated and ambitious. But a 15-year-old thinking that you have unlimited time in this world and that, you know, you could do whatever the hell you want. Well, I was crossing a street. I was always a worker. Like I wanted to work, have my own money. I didn't come Mm -hmm. from a wealthy family. So I wanted to really be able to not freedom my parents. Yeah. And, um, it was August 20th, 2004, I was 15 walking home from selling ices, you know, at, at the store that I was working at and literally two blocks away from home, I never made it across the street. And two guys were racing their cars from light to light and hit me at 60 miles an hour as a pedestrian. Wow. Thank God I survived. Mm -hmm. And I really felt that 
the doctor was like, okay, we can't believe you survived, but you're going to take a year off of school. And I was like, no way I survived. I'm not, <laughs> not getting back. behind. <laughs> and I went to, you know, Townsend Harris high school. It's like the top school in New York, the top eight in the country. I mean, everyone from my school was the valedictorian their whole life. I mean, that was the level of competitiveness. I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm not even taking a day off. And I didn't. So from August 20th to the first day that school started that year, which is, you know, a few weeks later. Few weeks. Yeah. It can't be much longer than that. I showed up in a wheelchair. Oh, my first day of 10th grade. And you know what? The doctor again said, you're going to be walking in a year. And in a month and a half, I was dancing and choreographing on stage. So this is all bonus time for me. Yeah. And I really take that every day is a blessing and opportunity to heart. And it's, it's even funny. My mo- my own mother will be like, don't you ever rest? Why don't you relax? I'm like, <laughs> you're my mom. You know, I don't relax. There's no relaxing. <laughs> you, yeah. You raised me. Right. Yeah. So you should know, you know who I am. So you're very driven. You're a very driven um, young woman. And so, um, and you're helping people kind of that same um, mindset, right. That you only have today, not tomorrow's not promised. And so you're talking to families about leaving that legacy and legacy of love specifically. Um, tell us specifically, it's like a client that you've um, helped walk through this process and um, you know, what impact you're making with them. Sure. I mean, I can give you a few examples. So for one recent client, we're dealing with the father's estate. And what does that mean? And then Mm -hmm. planning around California just changed its laws around property tax. So inheriting this piece of property in the right way to save the the family three to five million dollars. Right. To not make it a burden. It's huge. Then we have um, a very wealthy entrepreneur who is a young man, younger than 40, and doing his prenup. And what does that look like for the life that he's going to build with his new wife and family? Mm -hmm. All the way through, okay, you have the significant wealth. Another one, many of my clients are very wealthy. Not all. Some are what I call regular people. Regular people, Starlet, for estate attorneys or anyone less than $24 million. Okay. That's I'm a regular person. Tax. I'm down with that. I'm regular. <laughs> That's where the estate tax comes in. I see. So, you know, look, it's so much fun. It really is. It's a puzzle. You know, these people come into your life and they have their unique set of circumstances. Mm -hmm. And how do you put it together in a way that works for them? It's really a fun thing. Yeah. A puzzle piece. Like you said, that, that sounds like it, yeah, it could keep you interested. You know, I mean, I would think law might be kind of dry or, but you're just, you know, it's about the people for you and what, what their next, um, their generations that are following what they're going to inherit and how they're going to best use their assets. And Starla, here's the deal. Like most law is monotonous and boring. It is. And when people ask me like, should I become a lawyer? I tell them very seriously, like most of your day will be spent doing the same thing because yes, the puzzle pieces and the strategy is one, but then you have to make the documents, right? You know, (laughs) paperwork, paperwork. It's all paperwork. Now here's the thing. I tell people when they're asking me, I'm like, look, if you can go to law school and they're paying you because they're giving you a scholarship, go. Yeah. Because there's no reason not to, but if it's going to put shackles on you and literally be the thing that makes you unable to then get a mortgage or live your life, 
you really have to consider, is this worth it for me? Because do you want to be a big firm person or are you more of an entrepreneur like me who can go and wants to build business? And I am more a business person that my business happens to be long. Got it. So people really need to get that in their mind. And I would say even work for people and see what they do before you commit 300 grand of your money and likely your whole life paying back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But did you always think you were going to be a lawyer? We didn't talk about that. I mean, you're 15 in a wheelchair going into 10th grade. What did you think you'd be when you grew up? At that point, I became a lawyer then. It took me eight years to manifest it, to get through all the school and do it. But I did college in two years, law school in two and a half, 23 years old, took the bar exam. Um, I felt that I had to bring justice into the world. And I thought that would be fighting in the courtroom. Yeah. And then I realized that a courtroom takes eight years to get an amazing case heard by the judge because of all the delays and the BS. It takes hundreds of thousands of dollars. And really, is that justice? My business is keeping people out of the courtrooms because if we do a trust, there's no need for court, what we call probate court, going through and proving right. a will once a person. Yeah, that's the toughest part. I've seen that in families, you know, play out. It is not a fun time. So I'm all about asset protection. Your best protection is staying outside the courts, keeping it private and keeping it secure for yourself, mm-hmm. using vehicles like trust, limited partnerships, LLCs to keep all your assets. Because look, it's not just in business, right? I mean, mm-hmm. anyone you meet could be a potential litigant, God forbid. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't want to bring it back, but that accident, I mean, that could have w- went so many ways sideways and then, yeah, in courts for, you know, so many things. Um, that's a sidebar. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Yeah. I love it. Tell us about thought leadership. What does being a thought leader mean to you? We all have our truth within us. And it's about bringing that very unique perspective to others. Because if you've done it, it gives someone the inspiration that someone else can too. For example, the four-minute mile was no way. (laughs) Right, yeah. Untouchable for a long time. And then the second it happened it started happening faster and faster and faster. The fact is nothing is impossible. If it lives within you, it's possible. And it's just a matter of having the kahunas to go and get it. Mm-hmm. So you're living your life, showing your showing people interested in watching you. This is how I do it. You can do it too. This is how, Starla, and my main things are, look, a, being a woman and a boss lady. Huge. Right. Right. This is my favorite mug, my boss lady mug right here. <laughs> Second, it's mothership and motherhood. And truly like life does not end because another begins. Got and it. unraveling that story that is true BS. Okay. And, and lastly, it's about, I want my daughters. I have two young daughters, two and a half and 14 months. Mm-hmm. And I want them when someone asks them, well, Ariella, Brielle, what do you want to be? I'm going to be a CEO, of course. My mom's a CEO. Why wouldn't I be one? I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that story is so needed to be told. I mean, look, Starlet, we are living in these nuclear families, mom, dad, kids. Right. No one can survive because then it means either both parents are working and you're having, you know, nanny raise your kids. Or that one is working and the other is really the caretaker 
and there's that deficit. Why is divorce so high? Because people are not being seen and heard who they are. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, it's because we as people are not supposed to live like this. In For this, years. you mean like the, um, like you said, giving up your own life and dreams because you're a family woman now. Well, not just that. What ha- used to happen for the 1940s was that the mothers, the grandmothers, the sisters, the aunts, everyone was around the woman when she had a baby. And they helped. <laughs> that so village. It was that village. And we've lost that. And I think that village is needed again because how many women feel that they have to choose? Too and many? I think that <laughs> it's ridiculous. We're do- I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I mean, that's really, that's a message that you're bringing. Um, not, you know, how does that tie into your business? So when you're talking legacy and choices with your customers, your clients, um, those families, you know, what is that secret that you're imparting to them? That if they control the money and understand what happens to it, save it from taxes that are unnecessary, plan correctly, that they are truly empowered. This mm-hmm. women's empowerment, quote unquote, is complete and radical BS, unless it is partnered with the money mind and the money capacity. Because if you want to be empowered, you've got to understand the money. There's no other way. Yeah. Money yeah. is power in this world. So we have to know how to manage that power and make it better with that money. What can we build for the future? Sure. And I think that works at every dollar level, right? Yeah. I know you were talking about working with the, you know, the ultra wealthy or the, what do you call us? The, those under 24, the normal people, the regular people. people. (laughs) You know, look, it's like this, right? One thing you do. I mean, I have another client that really has no money. But she just inherited hundreds of thousands from her grandfather, who they didn't even know he had money. So the fact that today your bank account might say something does not mean that that's where you're going to end up, good or bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you're one divorce away, one accident away from medical stuff, right? Yeah, medical stuff. Yeah. So people need to really be aware, like, you know, how do I make sure that my foundation is secure? My house is not going to fall and they don't do it. 64% of people die without even a simple will. And a will is like the tip of the iceberg. Literally Mm -hmm. a will means you're buying yourself a court proceeding after your death. People need trust. People need to understand that trusts are not just for the ultra wealthy, but therefore the under 24 million regular (laughs) people. And not to say, look, and and I'm sure it's hysterical because if you're sitting with a $15 million bank account, you've done tremendously well, but estate taxes are the last thing you have to really think about for 99% of people. Yeah, It's how do I make sure that this money is not going to destroy my kids' relationship with each other? How do I make sure that this money is actually going to be able to grow so that I can fund the things I want to see done in this world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're a little bit of relationship, a little bit planning, a little bit, a lot of things, <laughs> a little bit of. I say I'm 90% therapist, 10% lawyer. 
Yeah. And you know, this stuff is so important. Like you said, with the, um, you know, those people that are, are not making a ton of money. I mean, how do they help build wealth for the future and pass it on without it dripping away, um, through those different taxes and various things. So it is important to, you know, whether you think you have an, a small, medium or large estate at this point to help build that larger estate down the road in future generations. Is that, and it's just not smart planning. Like there's some tax beneficial things you can do, like Roth IRAs, et cetera. I mean, you can, anything your employer does is a match, take it every dollar, every cent that you can. I mean, you'd be foolish not to Mm -hmm. maximize, understand, okay, if I pay 30 bucks a month for a a baby term policy, life insurance policy, God forbid, if your kids need it, believe me, no one's going to be asking, was it term or was it whole life? They're going to be happy to be getting that check that needs to take them through. Mm -hmm. You want your children at 18 to get all this money, or do you want to have it more protected? Because at 18, at 18 in a day, they're going to be broke. They just don't have the vessel to be able to take care of that money at that point. Little things we have to just consider. And also, most importantly, people who say, oh, I don't have assets. If you have a child, you have the most brilliant and precious asset. And if if you don't plan for who the guardian of that child is going to be, what are you doing? Oh, that's, that's such a, uh, that needs to be said again, right? Our children are the asset, right? We think dollars, we think real estate, we think businesses, um, but you're so, so right. And so I was going to ask what's the first step, but, you know, first step is employer match, different things like that with the Roth IRA and just knowing what's available to you at, at your um, wealth level, but then yeah, taking care of the kids if you've got them. Um, we works ourselves so hard and no one ever takes the time to think like, why am I really working to make a better life for me and my family? Sure. Well, what would happen if you're not here, you're going to let your kids go to child protective services. Are you insane? So what is that first step when people are, you know, I mean, you're in Colorado, New York and California, but what about the States in between? What, uh, what should someone do who's listening to this podcast, uh, as a first step, reach out reach out to me, find a local lawyer. I have a network of lawyers who work for our firm that are all over the country. You know, look, it doesn't have to be with us. Who cares? It's Mm -hmm. not, it's an abundant world. Find your local lawyer and go to somebody because even a basic will will appoint that guardian. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be expensive, but just get it done. Got it. All right. So how do we reach out to you, Natalie, if people, you know, I mean, they can find a local lawyer, but if they can't and they need your expertise and in a referral, um, tell us where to find you and how to best reach you. My website is goldbergllp.com and my email is hello at goldlegalgroup.com. Happy to help anybody all the time. I, uh, I love to help people and truly, I think that this is the biggest gift. Yeah, I think I think you're on to something. Obviously, um, obviously you're on to something. You're doing well in your business. Thanks for sharing your expertise and your generosity today. Thank you, Starlet, for having me. It's been a true pleasure, and I love what you're doing. Keep on shining, my dear. Oh, thank you, and thank you for being here again. You're welcome for for the invitation. <laughs> Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, 
please share this episode on social media. Just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.